1: recorded live.
0: Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels. I'm here with Todd Allen Kudabak, author of Life Mastery Keys and also the the host of Life Mastery Radio. Welcome, Todd. Hey,
2: hey. It's another hey. groovy day talking to Thank Denise. You. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Um and it's a groovy day talking to you. Um today is Friday, October the 9th, and our topic today is all about connecting with spirit, connection with spirit, and um, I'm excited because this is like, this is like a big one, you know? So anyway, um, so let's talk about it.
2: What do you want to know?
0: Oh, you know what? Before we do that, um, I sent you a chapter a couple days ago, and then I sent you another one about an hour ago.
2: I'm only about a, half halfway through the latest one, but the one other the other day looked really groovy. I okay. read it a couple of times, and yeah, it's flowing okay. really good. I'm really digging okay. it.
1: Awesome. I'm excited.
2: Awesome. Will you hurry up and finish it for crying out loud? I'm,
0: it's, yeah, we're making, we're making progress. We're making good <laughs> progress, so... Anyway, all right, so uh, as I said, mentioned a minute ago, our topic today is connection with spirit, and the first thing I wanted to ask you is, do you feel millennials have a challenge
1: when it comes to connecting with spirit? I think they don't know what they don't know. Okay. Okay.
2: And it's hard for me to get a read other than the assumption that it's a changing world. The world has changed, right? Mm -hmm. So they've grown up knowing that we shoot rockets into heaven and we drill for oil where hell should be. And these things that have been taught for a very long time don't fit. They don't work. They don't make sense. In in the world that we have today, it's almost like you know that material is so outdated. How can that be? How could I believe that? Why is this? You know, it it almost begins to seem like you know this is fiction, or this was written a long time and they don't know what they don't know. You it's know not relevant I mean?
0: to my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So sometimes I ponder this idea, Denise, and I I just you know the really, we, we need a rewrite on the Bible. And that might be, some people might think that that is just a cursed thing to think or even talk about. But I think that there's enough information today that a, a good rewrite, you know, the stories in the Bible are great teaching stories. And, you know, to me, Jesus was probably the most awesome teacher known to mankind. And he's probably the most Famous person on the entire planet, if you really think about it, and the Bible's probably the most sold book on the planet. Um, right. But I think that it needs it needs to be updated or brought into the now.
0: Right. You, if you um, were the person charged with bringing the Bible up to date, okay. You know, I mean, I know he's probably for me to help
2: you do it. I know anyway. you're abs- I think about that a lot. You know,
1: really? Um, well, I
2: yeah, I pondered it. I mean, you know, what would it look like? What would, and and that's where I get. You know, the, the stories that are in the Bible are so rich with with thoughts and ideas and. Some of the thoughts and ideas that are portrayed in the Bible are really metaphysical ideas that they were trying to get to people. I mean, if you read some of the stories and some of the passages, they're and, You know
0: what? I'm, I'm losing you, Todd. It's like you're oh. fading in and out a bit.
2: Check one, two, three. Is that okay? Oh,
0: that. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Fine, no problem. You know, Um, you said the stories in the Bible are so rich, and then you faded out for about a sentence or so.
2: I might be overpowering my mic. I don't think so. Let me check something here real quick. Let me make sure that I'm not blasting the mic out into space. Check one, two, three. I might have been overdoing the mic. I might have... Yeah, let's try this. Check one, two, three, One. one, two, three. Um they're so rich in in thoughts and ideas, and if you if you read some of those passages, metaphysical thoughts and ideas are being portrayed there in the stories and I think that if if a person could keep the stories, the morals to the stories and yet bring in more of the scientific findings and more of the reality in today's world of what those things mean today, not back then
0: right so so how would you make it more relevant to today?
2: I just up update the references and make it more appealing to society today. I mean it was written 2000 years ago, so right. Some of the day-to-day things that people did then aren't relevant to today. So it's no yeah. wonder that people have a hard time identifying with it because it's 2000 years old. It hasn't changed. But yet it's- you'd want you'd want to keep the essence of of the morals of those stories and the teachings and I mean, if you look at the four main books, and I can't even begin to quote them, where they where they talk about Jesus and his life, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and um, some of the other writings that they have found that are older than the Bible contradict what that person wrote in those stories, because it's... it's it's been proven that those stories were written many, many, many years after the facts. And right. even, even the four books in the Bible that relate to the crucifixion and Jesus' life contradict each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting, getting to the story, getting to the reality of it, the, teaching, the, 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 the teachings of the stories in the Bible are where the meat and potatoes are. Right.
0: Um, Last night you went to an event and you connected with me and said, could we move it later? And I was, like I said, under normal circumstances it would be fine. But, you know, I mean, I was like in bed by 8.30, you know, which is not at all normal for me. You know, walking around the last two hours like a zombie. (laughs) But at any rate... When you were when you so I'm assuming you did go to that event last night, yes?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. So when you went there, you said you might connect with a lot of millennials that you thought would be there. Did you feel like you met people who were connected with spirit?
2: Well, Antioch University is is I don't. Do you know of Antioch?
0: Um, I've heard of Antioch. Yes.
2: Antioch is a university based on holistic teaching and
0: Oh you know what? There's like an Antioch College in Michigan. That might yep. be what I'm talking about. It's a private college.
2: Yep. yep. And there's an Antioch University in Seattle.
0: Ah, okay.
2: So it's very spiritual. And these people are on a spiritual path or they have a, a holistic viewpoint of the world and they go to Antioch because at Antioch you can you can almost design your degree right. based on the studies that you want to study. And it's 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 very it's very you know, it has a lot of metaphysical undertones and spiritual teachings and um, it, it, it's really an awesome university, and it's an awesome idea. Awesome, it's just awesome, possum. Awesome. <laughs> so, this was actually one of the Toastmasters in District Two is a, one of the board of trustees for Antioch University in Seattle, mm-hmm. and he convinced them for their for the grads and undergrads to do a public speaking class. And he has incorporated the teachings of Toastmasters into that class.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: And that's what it was all about. So come to find out, he really only had nine students. That's all that signed up for the class. And he's taking them through the basics of public speaking, presenting, and evaluations um, using that format, and it's really awesome. He's he's created the um, he's created the uh, what do you call that the course curriculum, and is developing it. And it will then Toastmasters International is very curious about it. This is actually my mentor that is doing this, so it was good all around. And then Toastmasters is in the loop. They want to see it when he's done and the results. And then they will have a package that can be um put into any university.
1: Mhm so that's mm-hmm. what that was all about
0: right so what gave you you know i mean obviously you're at this at this you know um college university of higher learning where, you know, it's holistic and they focus on spirituality and all this stuff. But other than the fact that they kind of signed up for that, what was it about the millennials that you met there that made you go, this person really gets it, this person is really connected?
2: Every one of those students was in that class so that they could articulate their thoughts and ideas To people better, so that they could be heard with um, their—I don't want to say movement—but with their, each one of them had an agenda. So one girl, girl was getting really big into nonprofits, right, and and needed the ability to go and speak and raise funds or talk to people about what her program is. Um, One of the other gentlemen was from Egypt, actually Cairo, and he is here in the United States studying, and you could tell that his voice wanted to be heard with what's going on in Egypt. I talked with him for a little bit afterwards and cause I've been to Egypt and I went to Egypt when it was safe and you could really tell, you know, in a, in a couple of his comments, it was like, wow, you're really lucky because it's not such a safe place now and it's really bad or not. He didn't use the word bad, but you could tell he wanted to have a voice for his people. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to remember some of the because each person introduced themselves and, and why they were there. Um, so it was it was just along those kind of lines. They were they were there as because they're graduating and they realized that in order for their ideas to be heard, they have to learn how to articulate and present them in a concise way that people will jump on board with them. Right. Communication being able to communicate their thoughts and ideas to people,
0: right, so comparing these millennials with others that you've met that maybe don't know what they don't know, they're not as cooked in, okay, what would you say is the difference?
1: Confidence um they know what they want
2: uh. Uh, The ability to stand and speak about themselves without fear at all in front of people, strangers, um, go-getters. They knew what they wanted. Um, Shakers and movers.
0: Were there any um, what you would consider sort of spiritual um, things that you noticed that were different?
1: No ego? okay yeah no
2: um it wasn't about them so much um very happy, very smiley, very perky, very
1: alert, aware um, curious,
2: but no no heavy ego, no heavy um
1: you know, look at me, look at me, look at me. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And yeah. when they presented, what did
0: you notice about them?
1: Um, very green. <laughs>
0: no. They're uh, green.
2: Green, as in. Oh,
0: green. Okay.
2: Yeah, a lot as of ah's and, and ums and, and all that. Yeah, a lot of ahs and ums and ands and sos and and, um, uh, struggling with articulating their ideas. You know, having having an elevator speech all ready to go or that connection with their consciousness to let it just flow out of them. Mm-hmm. Although, although the guy from Egypt was, I mean, he, he stood up and spoke and you could just tell what he was saying was coming right from his heart. I mean, that guy was connected. He was connected to um, a source that just let, let his ideas and, and thoughts just flow right through him.
1: And he was very, very good. Hmm. Wow. That's cool yeah yeah and
2: just a young guy too. I mean, for him to get out of Egypt and get here to do studies, I have no idea what strings he pulled or what you know how that occurred um, but he's he's definitely on a mission
0: right so how did you how would you say you became connected with spirit because I could imagine just as you said. Um, you know, in the conversation about gratitude, you said, I had no, you know, clue about gratitude. I would imagine when you were, you know, doing drugs and drinking and all of those things, you probably didn't feel very connected with spirit either.
2: I had no conscious awareness, nothing, not even. You know, God, to me, I was raised a Presbyterian and then my mother converted to Catholicism. My sister was raised, in Catholicism, I was a teenager by then, and, you know, my sister went to parochial schools. <clears throat> um, but to me, it, just, it it wasn't part of my life. It didn't make sense. It's like, yeah, that's for people. Yeah, that's just, you know, I can't buy into it. I, although, you know, we all have this inherent ability to think about God, right? Because it's, um, it it was part of our life, really. I, it was part of our society. You know, there's a God out there somewhere and, and a creator of all things. I think I always believed that, but there was no conscious connection to that.
0: Right. Right. Well, just think in 2015, they just removed the Ten Commandments from the state building in Oklahoma, just like with few, within the last few days, you know. I mean, that all kind of, of shows you how much of a integral part of society well, it it's is.
2: Deeper, it's deeper than that because our, the Ten Commandments, the, all of our laws have a, a basis out of the Ten Commandments. So, I mean, sure. they can take it, it. Laws throughout the world are based on the Ten Commandments, really.
0: Right. Right. Uh, True. So how did it happen for you? I mean, to go from having absolutely no connection to gratitude and abundance and spirit and all of those things to now you're writing a book where really, I mean, this chapter kind of is the core of it.
2: Yeah. Well... You know, I had to reach a place of desperation. I had to reach a place where I was on my knees and at my last resort. And typically, that's the way people come to understand spirituality. It doesn't have to be that way. But for a lot of people, that's the way they get there. So recently, I read something that just it, it, it is so true. And its it goes like this. Religion is for those who are afraid to go to hell, and spirituality is for those that have been there. Ah, isn't okay. that wild?
0: That is wild,
2: but it's so true. And it, but it doesn't have to be now. You know, some people have a natural attraction to spiritual exploration, and mostly. Mostly you know spirituality stems from an understanding of themselves who am i and and what am i connected to
1: right right so
2: for me it was it was just hitting rock bottom i lost my wife i couldn't see my kids I was losing my business. I was losing my mind. I was losing... I was out of control. I was totally out of control. And up until that point, I was always in control, right? Right. This was the... This would have been the third time that I headed to treatment. I'd been in... uh, You know, we've written about it before, but I've been, the Marine Corps had me in a form of treatment, and then I ended up in alcoholic treatment, and it didn't stick. You know, I went for 10 years. I took off into life again, being in control and just being a workaholic and started smoking weed, and then I got to the point where I couldn't smoke enough weed fast enough, to get what it was that I was trying to get. I mean, my throat was being roached out. I was burning my throat because I was smoking so much. and But I couldn't smoke enough. So then I started drinking again. And it took me four months to get back into treatment. I would drink so much so fast that my body was drunk, but my mind wasn't, and I couldn't drink anymore I couldn't even walk but yet I couldn't shut my mind off my mind was 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 still clipping at a hundred miles an hour. What was,
0: what was it, it clipping with i mean what was what was happening?
2: It's just
0: you know just, like monkey chatter or exactly, what exactly
2: exactly just just stuff I don't even remember I can just remember. Laying in the back of my truck, so drunk that I couldn't move, and yet my mind was still just racing and crisp. But yet I couldn't even lift my arm. Does that make sense? Kind of.
0: Um, to me, it's challenging because it's you know it's not my experience. Right, right. So, so the more you can tell me,
1: to, it was it, um,
2: just chatter, just chatter. But yet it didn't seem like I was drunk. It didn't seem like. But I had drank so much so fast, um, just binging, total binging. Mike's Hard Lemonade, I think I I drank an entire eight-pack of those in less than an hour,
1: right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In less and, than an hour. That's sucking down a lot of brewskis.
2: Well, it's a it's an alcohol. Yeah, it's a lemonade with alcohol, and it really is what it, Mike's Hard Lemonade is. And
0: right, right.
2: Just trying to so, kill the pain, you know. Just trying to shut it all down and and get a good feeling because I wasn't feeling good, and it, it was an allergy, and I was addicted to it, and I just couldn't get enough.
1: What was the thing
0: that made you click in your head and go? I've hit bottom. I gotta change. I have to stop this.
2: Well, I would say that every day, and then the next day I would go back to my shop and work a full day and four o'clock would come around and it's like, Oh, I can do it again. It's okay. I can yeah, I'm over that. I can...
0: you could you would convince yourself Yeah,
2: I could rationalize any irrational behavior at that point.
0: Were you when you were at work were you not high or, or
2: drunk? No. No, able to function. Um maybe I hung over maybe hung over a little bit, but but see the the thing was this would be this the second time I was headed toward intensive inpatient. And because of what I knew, I knew where I had to go. So I can remember telling my assistant in these last in, in the last days of 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 um, just it really getting bad, I I could I remember telling my assistant if I disappear for thirty days, this is where I'll be, and I told her exactly where I was going. I was going back to the same treatment facility, and then I decided, well, I'm going to go. I called them, checked myself in, got my mom to drive me over there. I called my accountant. And my accountant didn't get it either. He's like, how can you take a sabbatical for 30 days? You got all this going on and this and that and da, 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 da. And I'm like, dude, if I don't go, there isn't going to be anything anyway. So it's better off I go and disappear for 21 days and come back and salvage what I can other than, yeah, it's totally going to go away if I don't go.
0: Do you think the reason that your business was having a hard time was because of all the alcohol and everything?
2: No, it was just growing so fast. Okay. And
0: that was part of the reason for your drinking is it was just a way of trying to cope.
1: Right.
2: And my marriage was falling apart. I had an affair.
1: Um And things were just, it was just crazy. I was wow. out of
2: control. I couldn't control it. I was Things weren't in my control anymore. It was the feeling that I got. You know, I'm a control. I was a, up until that point, everything was in my control. I had control of everything. And, you know, here my business was just growing outside of its bounds. I had people doing this stuff here and that stuff there and estimating on this here. And I just got too big for my britches.
0: And so, do you remember when and you I didn't okay, I,
2: so here I'll, I'll finish that thought i okay. did not I did not have a system
1: to trust mm-hmm.
2: to trust and have faith in all the things that were happening were good right
1: mm-hmm.
2: i didn't have I didn't have a higher power trust and have faith in to know that everything was going according to plan I thought that it was me I was the one that had the power to stay on top of
1: all this stuff and be in control of it right and when did you learn
0: that you know they say um, step one is you know I am
1: powerless when did you
2: like? Yeah, we go through. We go through. It, it, it was intensive. That's why I went back there. It's intensive to go through the first four steps at the treatment facility that I went through.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: you first become power. You you realize that you're powerless. You do all kinds of exercises. There's a lot of group therapy. Uh, then we then we come to the understanding that you know there is a power greater than ourselves. Um, and we turn our will and our lives over to that power, and then we begin to, you know, look at it, take that knapsack off and start to look at that knapsack and what's in it and shake it out and what's going on and why? What are the underlying? What's the underlying junky stuff that's in your head that you're packing around that is not making you feel good? Why is it so, that
1: you reach so for I a?
0: I want you to stop talking about we and you and start and talk about Todd. Ah. What was it like when you, you know, yes, I know about the 12 steps and, you know, probably not nearly as intimately as you. I know about it because of Jack Boland and, you know, the Mastermind Journal and all of that. But tell me when it was that you really embraced this idea of I am powerless and I am
1: turning my life over. I think that that took time.
2: I realized it because of the journaling that I did at treatment and the intensive one-on-one that I did with others. You know, I would share my story and things that I did and other people would share their story and things that they did and Just through that process, I began to see that I was powerless
1: over this chemical. And then, believing that there was
2: a power greater than myself, there had to be something. Um, I know there was education... And I can remember watching a video on the medical reasons why we become addicted and how that works. And they were describing this this Pac-Man object in our brains that just, you know, and it's just constantly chewing and eating. And and so that that clicked for me. and then I can remember when I got out of treatment, and they recommended that I check myself into aftercare, which was a weekly group therapy that I had to check into, and and you know just it was it was ability to to keep me in the groove once I was out of a protected environment, and so I went to check in to that intensive in or i mean the the group therapy um aftercare and i'm sitting in the lobby and there was a reader's digest i just love my grandpa had reader's digest and i just i i devoured them so i opened up this reader's digest and the first story that popped out was medical evidence of how the 12 steps physically changed the brain and and i
1: read that article
2: and it hit me i mean just like this big light bulb just went off in my mind and and it was it was medical evidence that they had proven that the cha- the brains have changed physically in people who had gotten into the 12 step program and worked it their brains physically changed mm-hmm. and i thought okay I, this is, I, you know, I got to go through with it. See, I'd been to treatment before, and then after treatment, I went to a couple AA meetings, and I said, screw it, this ain't for me, and I took off into life again, and it took another 10 years, and its back. So this time, I just had to trust in the process and trust in everything else. I had this aftercare. I, I promised myself I would do 90 meetings in 90 days, and that's what I did and I found a sponsor and I started working the program and working the program with him then you know I'd already realized my powerlessness but just working intensely with another alcoholic through the rest of the steps and he always told me believe that I believe this until you can see that it works and you'll believe it you know that's where I got that from was just believe that I believe this and So it was about that time that, that I ran across Mary and her book, and everything just started to click together. And I started to understand and do what was suggested, and magical things, synchronicities and the fox, and you know all of these things began to happen into my life that anchored it. It sealed the deal.
0: So... Knowing that you, like, hit rock bottom, like, repeatedly before you finally were able to kind of, you know, they use the term surrender, okay? And you're saying that it seems like the millennials are, like, not hitting rock bottom enough to get it.
2: Right. They're being... Yeah. That's That's a good point because... You know, and in, in your in my generation, you turn twenty and it's like you're out of here, right? I mean our parent and we couldn't wait to get away. Right. Um it seems to me that in today's day and age, you know, the parents are a little bit more nurturing. They're they're more financially able to enable their children the luxuries of life up through 25 and 30,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. right? So those lessons of hard knocks either don't come because the parents won't allow them to come or they haven't been realized yet. Right. It's kind of, you know, I don't know that for sure. I I am speculating and assuming, but that's the vision that I have. Mm
1: Mm-hmm
2: and there's there's no reason right so religion is just out of the question or the the bible unless they've had some intensive study with christianity or some other thing and and have a, a good understanding of the metaphysics maybe or how that works it's just not a question for
1: them it's not a solution right Right. So, what do you suggest? Well, it's through books like Life Mastery
2: Keys and and you know just uh, relating relating the ideas of a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a story that I've created as a teaching story of it's like this when you're connected to the source. If you, if you remember. You and I would remember, and and many of the millennials won't won't. But this, it still works. If you you remember the old Kirby vacuum cleaners, sure. Yeah, the self-powered vacuum cleaners. They were, and they would suck a golf ball through a garden hose, right? I mean, they were just vacuum cleaning machines, right? But they were they were self-powered. They were very heavy and very cumbersome. But yet you plug them into the wall, and they worked. And it, they would go anywhere and you just barely had to, you had to almost hang on to them just to steer them. Right. But if you got too far away from the wall and the plug came out, then it became cumbersome and heavy. And you, you know, you just had to really struggle to push and steer and drive it, get back up just a little bit and get it plugged back in. And away it goes. It's got great power. That's, That's a great analogy for being connected to source, connected to that power source that powers us all. Another good one is um, plants and trees. So if you take a plant out of the soil and expose its roots, it won't be long before it withers and dies. Right, it needs to be planted. It needs to be plugged into that power source, that source that gives it life.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, what you're telling
0: people to do, your readers to do, is plug into it.
2: Right, and so how? How? What are some good ways to do that? And and you know. It's a practice, but it doesn't have to take a person to get into desperation before they're ready for that. See, for me, I had to get desperate. I had to get desperate to a point where there was nothing else. Mm-hmm. What, what else? What else am I going to do? It's working for other people. They're telling me it's working. I can see it working in their lives. I guess. I, I guess I got to try this. I got nothing else. Right. People don't have to get to that point. So, an understanding of who we are is a great place to start. What's important to you? Mm -hmm. Getting rid of all those resentments. We've talked about that. A huge, big part of a disconnect with source is the ego. And I used to really like the acronym of ego, which is edging God out of our lives.
0: Edging God out. Wow. Wow.
2: But as I got stronger in my understanding, what I came to understand is ego blocks God from shining through us.
1: Mhm. So a strong
2: ego prevents God from working through us. Is what I came to understand. And when these concepts, I can remember when these concepts, when I started to grasp them, it was like it was like putting a throttle on my ego. I oh. no longer I no longer worked for my ego. My ego worked for me.
0: Got it. Got it. So one of the things you have here on the um, on the outline is you said cons- conscious connection with water and nature as a way of connecting with spirit. And we did talk last week about how you get up in the morning and you feel the water running down your body and think about being connected to all because it's, you know, running through and back into the water system and condensation and all of that. Was there more you wanted to say about this idea of conscious connection with water and nature as a way of connecting with spirit?
2: Well, nature is an awesome display of the power source at work. And rivers and lakes and trees and beauty are all products of that source in action because all of those things are powered from the source. Mm -hmm. And connecting with the source may be as simple as just sitting in a forest and paying attention to all of that and being aware of it. And, And some people say that when they do that, they can see... The energy pattern around living things, right? They can feel a, a, a aura around, and they, they can begin to feel that aura themselves. Now, Wing Dyer describes it as the space between the notes, and what he means by that is it's just it's the silence. Learning to, to just be in the silence and shutting our minds off, that takes practice. Right. And and meditation is a great way to do that, but a lot of people, you know, there are so many different ways to meditate, and I would totally tell people to just explore it and find what works for you. But but getting yourself into that place of silence is a great way to connect. And if if, if you do that on a regular basis, it becomes easier and easier and easier to plug in. Right. And it's it almost becomes second nature to plug in. So or, you
0: know, it it's so funny you're saying that because the next thing on the on the outline is maintaining that connection like plugging into a power source. Um and you're talking about getting quiet. Are you talking about meditation?
2: Um, I think it's just a simpler form of just getting silent and being aware of your surroundings and 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 paying attention to what's going on and just connecting in with everything around you. Meditation is certainly a good way to. I mean, when you're meditating, you're turning that transceiver on that is 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 receiving. When you're in meditation, you're in that receiving mode, and you're you know you could have some great inspiration and and. Thoughts of um, creativity in in meditation in just in just consciously connecting to source you know it's a silence it it so the, the two certainly could go together
1: mm-hmm. but
2: it, when a person begins to practice connecting to sources I guess what I'm getting at is, is that's a good way to be conscious of connecting to it.
0: What was it like for you when you first started meditating and praying?
1: It was uh,
2: inspiring. The creativity would flow at first? into me. It took a while.
0: I it mean, some... I, because a lot of people at first they are like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this for 10 minutes?
2: Right, right. It takes practice. And you have to believe that I believe this until you can believe it, and it will be proven to you that it works.
1: And is
2: that do, it? Yeah. I bought Wayne Dyer's book. Wayne Dyer's book, Getting in the Gap. It comes with a, a meditation CD and he has step by step instructions that you begin to practice. It is so simple. And I've, I've told people to get that and do that, and it has made a huge difference in their lives. So I know it works. Mm hmm. But there again, a lot of people are different and there's so much out there. You know, I don't think that this idea about meditation and and getting in the gap and, and being in silence would have so much presence in our society if it didn't work for people. Right. There's a congressman. His name is, I've tried to get him on my show. His name is Tim...
1: Let's see if he pops up in my Facebook Tim, I can't remember his last name.
2: Anyway, wrote a book about meditation. This is a congressman for the United States. He wrote a book about meditation, and he explicitly says right on the cover, the way we're going to change America is through
1: meditation. Mhm. Wow. And what did you learn from it? Something to that effect. Um I can't
2: say that I have the book. I know okay. I've read excer- excerpts from it. I already understood okay. the concept, of course, but yeah, I I wanted to get him on the show and then get a free book. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And and just to get, just to um explore his thoughts and ideas about that.
0: Right. Right. Good. Good. So it was meditation was challenging at first. So did you do the um, believe it because I believe it kind of thing to get yourself connected with that?
2: People were talking about it and, and people were mentioning it and it was it's been in society's presence for a very long time. And Sure and Wayne Dyer had just created that book getting in the gap and I thought okay here we go this is this is I'm going to try it. and it, it was huge in in more than anything it was it was it was calming my mind at first mhm and it wasn't too long after that and I'll never forget where I was and I'll never forget what I was doing it wasn't too long after that this was a huge revelation for me. I cannot express enough how huge this was for me. I realized I could shut my mind off.
0: That is huge.
2: I could stop the thoughts. I was in the middle of a crosswalk walking to the post office from my shop when it hit me. And I about fell over. It was... was, And this was probably, this was well over 10 years ago. And I still have that vivid image of where I was and what I was doing when I figured it out. To me, that was evidence that what I was doing was working and that this this was cool. I could shut the monkey mind off. Mm Mm-hmm my mind was like taking a Super Bowl and throwing it into a closet and closing the door, right? Just boom, But when I realized that I could stop it, I was like, whoa. Do
0: you think millennials have an issue with, you know, monkey mind and monkey chatter? I mean, you've talked about how they're constantly pondering and going over things over and over again.
2: I think all humans are subject to that if they don't learn... if they don't wake up, how's that? If they don't wake up, does that fit? I think that does or become self-aware. Right? Maslow's Maslow's um, um, hierarchy of needs, if you look that up, you'll see his pyramid and there's different levels of spirituality that people can attain. You know, the top being enlightenment or whatever, but Somewhere in the in those levels is self awareness,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and when a person starts to become self aware, um, they start to understand the concepts of staying connected with source and 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 cleaning their house and their mind full of junk and being able to get quiet and communicate with spirit about what it is that they're trying to bring into the world or, or their dreams, visions, and goals. And I think, you know, I think about it sometimes too that this this idea that the ancients had about Sophia that the feminine
0: nature of God.
2: Right. That 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 it took a person until they were forty years old to gain that wisdom before they
1: understood the feminine side of God. Sometimes I think about that. Mm. Mm.
0: You said you get power and creativity from connection with spirit. I totally agree with it, with you on that. But I want to hear your point of view on that.
2: Well, there again, it's it's through meditation and connected with source and spirit were open to this connection and then because of that connection that understanding, that calmness of the mind, that calmness of spirit that those creative ideas flow through us and come to us
1: from that power source. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Sometimes
2: when we push and shove and try and get these ideas out of us, they they just don't come. And when we're pushing and shoving, you know, that's the ego saying, come on, do it. You can do it. Get this out. We there, There's something in there somewhere. But when we let go and connect to source, you know, those ideas just seem to pop out of the blue place.
0: Right. Right. How does that help you with uh power creativity and let's just say ideas?
2: I let them come out of the blue place. <laughs> it, it it's just magical the way it works, Denise, the, the and especially being a machine whisperer, I, I I have no idea where the solutions come from, but they just come from somewhere.
1: Mhm.
2: Right When a machine's broken, and that's why I say machines can talk to me. Well, I doubt the machine's talking to me. But a solution for that machine to be
1: fixed,
2: it just magically pops into my mind without any thought. Some of the best gifts that I've ever received have taken no effort on my part. Right, The talk radio show... This radio show that I just created on September 8th of 2015 has taken off. And all it was was an idea that popped into my head out of the blue. Right. And now it's like I've got region advisors contacting me wanting to know what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and what kind of effect I'm getting. I've got people contacting me because they've got ideas for the show. I've got international directors coming on my show and talking about, you know, club quality and giving us high-level information about what quality club, what Toastmasters International's idea of quality clubs are, um, and and it, it it hasn't even spread to the entire district yet. I mean, I still come across people, I don't know about that. Where do I find it? Where do I get to it? You know, more. it's just... And this was just something that popped into my mind. Actually, I remember exactly where I was at and who I was sitting next to. We were in a discussion, and boom. The idea for this whole thing popped into my mind. I really didn't do anything with it. I didn't take action until another nudge from Spirit came via email and that was from a, a, a member in the district who's kind of a, a needy person and but has been in the district for a very long time and he shot me an email and he says, hey, all this training you, we've been to and done, you've not done anything on, uh, on judges training and w- we've never gone without d- judges training and we've got all these new judges in the contest and we don't have any training and it hit me, Okay. Let's do a podcast on judges
0: training.
2: On judges training, and I don't think I would have been able to get eighty toastmasters from District Two into one room to do judges training, right? Mm. But I know eighty people have listened to that fifteen-minute podcast on the basics of judges training that I did with last year's district chief judge. So,
0: right. Then there's, there's the last thing you had said uh, for the outline was, you said it's never depleted. It never, like, it never runs out.
2: Never, it's 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 omnipotent, omnipresent, um, omnipotent is what I, I like to say. Omnipotent, but omnipotent, omnipresent. It is an
1: unlimited power source. Hmm. Wow, good, good, good.
0: Closing thoughts on connecting with spirit. I know I kind of took you through the depths of your story this evening.
2: That's okay. I mean, understanding where I've been helps relate the the power. I mean, there's so there's such power in story. I mean, especially something like that that getting people to understand that they don't have to get reach desperation. I've always thought this. I've always thought, how can I bring the 12 steps to the masses? People need to know this, right? Getting on my soapbox and here I've been, I've had all these magical revelations and my life's turned around and I now have an understanding of, not that I understand at all, but at least i I have these life keys, these these master keys that help me get through the day and through the week, and they bring me all these magical opportunities. How can I bring this to the masses right uh, and 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 just getting people to understand they don't have to reach a point of desperation to get it.
0: Well, a book would be a good idea,
1: right <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What well, your... and that's
2: the whole platform I, for my speaking too. I mean, that's what drives me. In in all of this is 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 coming up with the platform to get to people so that they get it. My whole my whole mission in life is to lead people to the fire that sparks the fire in their own hearts.
0: So, what words of inspiration or motivation would you want to share with the readers as sort of that final salvo to encourage them to connect with spirit in their own way
2: try it you'll like it <laughs> that's, you know that's a tricky question what what can you what can you say other than telling a story about your own desperation to get people to think about it see their ego here's something else about ego that I'll tell you ego can only survive in the past or in the future
1: mm-hmm.
2: there's no way for it to live in the now right here right now in the present situation it just it 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 has no ground to stand on
0: so what so you're saying is about ego is all about worrying about the past, thinking about the future, all of that.
2: Exactly.
1: Okay.
2: And how it can, you know, how it can stand out. How it, you know, in the past, how I should have done this, I should have done that. This should have been, da da. It's gone. You can't change it. Right. You know, the future is coming. How can I impress this person? How can I make this person think that? Da 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 da. I mean, it can go on and on and on. It it. It cannot survive in the present moment, so staying in the present moment is 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 a great way to stay connected to source right because you're you're present you're present with that person you're recognizing this the the spirit in them, and you're recognizing the power of of the source actively expressing itself through nature, through the plants, through all of this it's, it's a powerful thought, so there's there's a teaching story about that. So ego it's like standing it's like standing in you're standing in the middle and the left eye is looking to the right at the future. And the right eye is looking to the left at the past, and so what you end up doing is standing there cross-eyed. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> no, but it's a it's a good visual, I think, because you know you're, you're. And how can you be focused and concentrated when you're cross-eyed, right? It's it's right. like it confuses the brain. But if you're standing there looking straight ahead in the present moment, you're focused and you can see everything clearly and you're aware of what's going on around you.
1: Mm -hmm. So to sum it up, get connected. Connect
2: to the power that drives us all. Drives everything.
1: Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. So anyway, well, thank you. Good call tonight. Yeah. Did you feel okay about kind of you know I mean it's not stuff you haven't shared with me before, but we haven't really talked about it in the context of a chapter.
2: I think that I forgot everything that I said, but whatever came out of me was supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> was what it was
0: supposed to be.
2: It's called being in the home space and and uh yeah, it's I mean yeah, this is what I believe, this is what I've done, this is my practice, this is what's got me there, this is, you know, sharing this with others, I hope that it at least plants a seed, right?
1: Yeah,
2: a seed, I believe it so. Well. A seed never, a seed cannot do anything without it being connected to source. Right. Right. It's It's stuck inside of its hard shell and nothing can get in, nothing can get out. But when you plant it and put connect it with source, it expresses itself and grows and flourishes as long as it stays connected.
0: Right. Good, good, good. Thank you. Shall we go back to Thursday at 6 o'clock next week?
2: Okay, so.
0: You got more contests?
2: No, I've been, just been asked to help with this thing in Antioch for the next. Just until they get started, so for the next three weeks. Okay. Um, so if there's anything else that... So this is a, a regular Thursday class from 4 to 6.30. I don't think it will go till 6.30, but it's all the way in downtown Seattle.
0: You know, we can do it another day of the week. We could do it Wednesday.
2: Wednesdays are are my District 2 radio podcasting night.
0: Oh, Okay.
2: But six o'clock. I usually don't start that till six. So let's okay. see. We could shoot for Wednesday at six.
0: Okay. So um what time do you normally start it at? Seven. At it's
1: seven? Reco- it's what if record- we do
0: it what if we do it at let's say five forty five to six forty five and that gives you fifteen minutes just to breathe, you know, make a trip to the little boys' room, get a glass of water, something like that before you do it.
2: Denise, I'm always where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there and am connected <laughs> to source.
0: Okay. All right. That's fine. No, okay, fine. That, so that
2: works. I just had to throw that in there. So 545 next Wednesday. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. Have a great week.
2: You too. Thank you. And I I sent you some money, honey.
0: Oh, good. Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: Okey-doke. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Keep
1: up the good work. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.
0: 18 plus.